This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Otago Access Radio, in partnership with Otago Polytech, brings you Blowing Bubbles. Blowing Bubbles brings you positive conversations with people in their bubbles around the world. How are people living their bubble lives? Working from home, keeping kids entertained and staying connected and getting exercise. And how are these things presenting us with the opportunities to find new ways of living? Every weekday, the Sustainable Lens team of Samuel Mann, Shan Gallagher and Mara Karatai reach out from their bubbles to chat with interesting and positive people around the world. Broadcast on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz and sustainablelens.org. Bringing connection, joy, kindness and peace in the days ahead. Welcome to Blowing Bubbles, positive conversations with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world. I'm Samuel Mann in Sawyer's Bay, Dunedin, and I am joined from Fakatani by Mawera Karatai. Kia ora, Mawera. Kia ora, Sam. How's it going? It's going very well. How was the first weekend of lockdown? It was really good. Um, it's my sort of last weekend of freedom because my peer review will come back this week for my thesis. So um, I've just enjoyed reading a book for pleasure, doing some crochet and cooking a lot of good food. How Indeed. was your weekend? It was good. I actually paid some attention to the garden on Saturday because we had a glorious day on Saturday. I don't know what temperature it was, but it must have been high teens. And it was fantastic. So who are we introducing today? Today it is my great pleasure to introduce Michaela Vilawa. She is a local businesswoman here in the Eastern Bay of Plenty, but so much more. Um, You might remember a while ago we talked to uh, Jason Locker. Um, He and Michaela worked together to establish the Whakatani Matters page during the last lockdown. So it seems so appropriate to talk to Michaela today. Um, And, um, yeah, but Michaela's massively involved in mountain biking here in this community and um, enabling families um, to be biking and just so much to talk about really today. Welcome, Michaela. It's really lovely to have you here. Thanks. Thanks, guys. So I normally start this conversation by saying, how was your lockdown? But now I have to be a bit more um, specific about what I'm talking about. Let's go back to the first one. How was your lockdown last year? Last year, um, a lot more stressful than this year because we didn't know where it was going to end, when it was going to end, and we had no um, plan of attack, really. So, yeah, last year was pretty stressful. Were you in Fukutani for the lockdown? We were. We, we live on a – we live in paradise, actually. <laughs> we live on a 20-acre block um, on Stanley Road in Wainui, and um, we just hung out at home which was just lovely and the weather gods were awesome to us. So we were very, very, very blessed. I think in that lockdown last year, we had the we had a golden summer, didn't we? It was the, the fantastic autumn weather that went on and on. I'm, I'm picking yeah. that this one is, is going to have a different feel because it's spring. It's, it's... Yeah, absolutely. I think so too, but we are in the Bay of Plenty. We've, we are so blessed. We've had beautiful days every day so far, and today was another cracker. 
also you said that that last lockdown was was harder. How's the start of this one gone? This one, um, we were we knew it was coming. I mean, it was totally inevitable. Um, anybody who was surprised, I don't know what they've been watching because we had we had people we had signs the whole way along from the prime minister telling us that if Delta arrived, we would go hard and fast. So I took the computer home, um, knowing that we weren't going back. And we're just, we've, we've, yeah, we take, we've breathed. We've taken a little bit of time to just breathe, unwind, and now I'm starting to look at deliveries and you know contactless sales and of non-essential food products. So because I already know that what it is from last year, so this year we've I feel a lot more in control. Yeah, that's yeah, that's kind of the start of it, really. It's kind of weird, isn't it? Because the this this one's probably going to be harder to beat in terms of the the transmissibility of the virus. Yet we all seem a lot more confident and comfortable. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think um, yeah, I I guess yeah, it. It is going to be harder because it because it is the Delta variant. But last year we just didn't know. We had no yeah. idea. We we didn't know what we were heading into, and we didn't know how many people were going to be affected and how many deaths there were going to be. And I mean, yeah, only really got to look at Australia to realise that we are blessed. So you're back at home. Your yeah. girls are still at home. No, no, my girls are twenty three. So one lives in Auckland um, and one lives in Fokatani, but in a, on her own in a little, beautiful little one-bedroom unit in the a rural unit. So she's enjoying her lockdown on her own this year. Yeah. So is your Auckland daughter busily scanning the locations of interest? She's not leaving home. That's pretty much what it comes down to. She works retail um, and she's a little anxious around everything anyway and um, they needed groceries. Her and her partner needed groceries and she sent him. She's she's not leaving home basically to just, yeah, yeah, she's just, they actually live in Rosedale which has got many, many locations of interest around them and so the only time they leave home is to go for a walk or as she said hopefully if the weather is kind to them today she's going roller skating around her road because <laughs> <laughs> she can't wait to get out on her roller skates <laughs> so yeah but like literally they live in a um, industrial area so she's like going to go down the road and around the block and back to her house. But, yeah, yesterday and the day before were miserable, apparently, so they didn't manage to get out. So, yeah. yeah. Mawera and I were in Auckland on the Thursday and Friday in the central city. And I don't know if Mawera is doing the same, but I'm I'm addicted to refreshing that list to see if anything else pops up. 
Oh, same. And I saw that um, there had been a COVID positive on it on the train that we were on. We were on it like two hours later, but or, but it, yeah, it still just makes you feel anxious. Yeah. Nobody wants to be responsible for bringing COVID to their community, eh? It would just be so bad for even known, no matter what other things you do in life as the person who brought COVID to the community. Oh, that would be horrendous. It would be. And it makes you think about how easy it is to, to transmit it. So Sam and I were in Auckland, came home on the Friday, on Saturday, went to the Business Awards, 500 people in our community, 500 business people at the Business Awards. And, well, no, there wouldn't have been that many. I don't know how many tickets they sold. But anyway, all of those people, and all of, and they're all our community leaders. And, yeah, just, just like that, hey, if someone was COVID positive, especially with this variant, it just would have spread like wildfire. So, yeah, yeah. it's a pretty fragile space, really, eh? More particularly with the, and this one seems to have been in all of the, like, could you have a list of all the places, all the super spreader type places? And let's, <laughs> let's, let's put people in all of those. <laughs> okay, let's lighten the mood with some Robbie Williams. Let me entertain you. Why Robbie and why this one? Love Robbie. <laughs> You know, he's like, he's my one out. So if I had one dude that I was allowed to sleep with once, other than my partner, it would be Robbie. For sure. 100%. Gets better as he gets older. <laughs> Is that a thing? Are we allowed that? <laughs> <laughs> Hell is gone in heaven's ear. There's nothing left for you to fear. Shake your ass, come over here. Now scream. I'm a burning effigy of everything I used to be. You're my rock of empathy, my
Michaela, you've uh, balanced a whole lot of roles in our community between the mountain biking club and running your own retail business, uh, being a an administrator, founder and administrator on the Whakatani Matters page. How many members are like six and a half thousand members on there now? And then just so many other things trying to hit your, your farming, your like caring for dogs you're just doing everything how do you balance all of that how do you prioritize things in your life um what do they say busy give a job to a busy person and a busy person will get it done i guess that's the the key isn't it the people that do stuff will always do stuff the people that don't do stuff will never do stuff and just complain about it there's no real yeah You've obviously got a really highly developed work ethic. Who have been your role models for that in your life? My mum and dad, basically. They, um, when I was in my very, very early 20s, I think I was about, I think I might have just turned 21, I got my first job as a leading, as a person in charge of other people. So as a leading hand at the Kawato District Council in the Parks and Reserves. And the, the thing that I remember my dad saying, and it has stayed with me for my whole life, is that you cannot run with the hares and hunt with the hounds. And that stuck with me all the time. So you can be kind, but you can't be mates with those people that, that are your people that you employ. You can be kind and you can be empathetic and you can, yeah, but you can't be, you can't go, like, you can't be going to the pub every night and all that kind of stuff. So that's what I learned from when I was very, very, very young. Um, and, yeah, but it's just that when it's the job to be done, it has to be done, doesn't it? That's what it comes down to. And did you... You, you do so many volunteer things in the community as well. And I'm thinking of the mountain bike club and also the funnel on wheels. And, yeah. And that is, what makes you want to be a volunteer? Is, is it, have you always been that way? Yeah. My mum, I remember my mum saying to me when my girls were about 10, I think, and um, I put my hand up to be something at the local pony club and every so my girls played hockey they were in, in theater and they rode horses and I was a single mum doing it all on my own and I put my hand up to be I think it might have been treasurer or something like that and my mum's like why are you doing this why why not let other people do it you already do so much and I said but if we all if we all think that if we all not put a hand up then nothing will ever happen and nobody will fill those positions so yeah it's always been it's just always been like that and and was mountain biking always a thing for you because you're so involved in biking now why on earth did you buy a bike shop oh nothing to do with me Nothing. And the mountain biking thing is more John's thing. So so we bought a bike shop because John came home every night disillusioned about having monkeys working for him, basically. And um, 
he used to come home and he'd be so upset and he'd be so stressed about going to work. And he said, oh, we should buy a shop, we should buy a shop. And I'm like, one day he said it, he came home and I'm like, bike farms for sale in Pakistan. And he goes, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah, it is. I've emailed the guy and he's like, really? And I said, yeah, I'm meeting him tomorrow. So by Saturday, this was on a Tuesday, I think, by Saturday we owned a bike shop. <laughs> And for the, next, for the next year, I worked seven days a week because I worked my job at Health 2000. And that was Monday to Friday. And then Saturday, Sunday, I worked at the bike shop <laughs> for a whole year. And I never paid myself. So, yeah. <laughs> Crazy, eh? It is. That's so good. Um, because, because I think about the, the value of that shop. Um, now, not just in being a place where you can go to get bike things, obviously, but just in the other stuff that you do, especially around that funnel on wheels and uh, like that just makes such a difference. And I know just recently, um, Richard Hamer, who we've also interviewed on the show, I was telling him about a young lad I knew who really wanted to mountain bike, but that family, there was no way they were going to be able to oh, afford hello. it. And, and, um, uh, I introduced Richard to the mum and th by the next day this boy had a bike and he goes biking with Jack now and it's fantastic. Richard is amazing and he is the driving force behind Whanau on Wheels. If there was no Richard, there would be no Whanau on Wheels. Um, and if there was no Richard, I don't know where the mountain bike club would be because I think Richard is the driving force, even though he has done it not as, I mean, he was on the committee, but he wasn't president or, you know, didn't hold a, hold a place kind of in the committee. He was the driving force. That's why we have Wednesday night club nights, why we have the sausage sizzles, sausage queen, um, you know, so, <laughs> so, yeah, so Richard, I mean, Richard is Mr. Bikes Fokotani, so he, he is the driving force for the hunt for behind Fano and Wheels and we do have another gentleman who has stepped up and is, is fixing bikes which has been great just awesome because that's what we need we need the pressure we don't mind being part like being you know the center of it where people can drop stuff off and you know come and discuss and things but we need people to step up in the community and and be community minded and help us get these bikes on the road so that we can get these kids and families back out there yeah is that what final on wheels is about yeah it's about so what we do as a rule we take bikes which hopefully are in reasonable condition might just need you know a new tube or a little bit of fixing and repairing and um we give them out to community members to get them out and about and get, yeah, get them fit and healthy and, yeah, yeah, that's what it's all about. It's just getting people out there, really. Yeah. Is that counterintuitive for a bike shop to be doing that? <laughs> no. Nah. Nah, the value in it is so, for our community, the value is just immense. And, um, no, you've got to give. <laughs> you've got to give, and it will it will come come it will return. 
we've never bought the we never bought this bike shop thinking we'd be millionaires and if we ever thought that we we would probably have closed a long long time ago it's it, yeah it's not about that it's yeah it's really about getting people out there and and sharing our love for the sport and we had our rep come in our main bike rep come in the other day and he was there for about two hours and in that two hours we had one person after the other walk in and we treat they're all like our friends you know everybody that walks into that shop is is a friend and we treat everybody the same and he just was like he was because he's from Auckland and he was just like I just I just you've got some amazing customers and it's like well, yeah we do we have some amazing customers and every one of them is treated the same well we try I mean some try me and some may get a slightly different reaction but yeah we we try very very hard to make everybody feel like they're part of our community and the, I appreciate the shop is closed at the moment are you allowed to do online sales yeah, I, yes. So um, I've just clarified all that. So we are allowed to do um, contactless sales and contactless deliveries of non-essential food products. No, essential non-food products. Sorry, get that right. Um, so I've, I, yeah, I did my first lot yesterday, making sure I contact Trace and kept kept a really good record of it. Um, there is no last year we had to fill out a whole heap of paperwork to make us be a non-food product essential delivery person type thing. Um, and last year we we direct delivered from our um, suppliers, but that is a, just a nightmare. And um, if I've got it in the shop and I can do it safely then then you know why not but things like bikes and scooters are not classed as like a whole bike and a whole scooter is not classed as a as that, as that. so um yeah anybody who wants to buy a bike is kind of out of luck at the moment yeah i can yeah. buy parts but, for a bike yeah you can buy parts for a bike to keep you going but you can't buy a whole bike so if you haven't got a bike that's just your tough titties, really. You should have been more organised. Yeah. Bubble Sprite of the Forest of Orokunui, Dunedin's favourite goddess, Tahu Mackenzie. Kia ora koutou, nā mehi arohanui, kia koutou kotahu hau. I hope you're all having the best day, beautiful superstars, and your beloved universes. I really hope, wherever you are, and whatever's happening around you, this journey that we all want together is proving to be very rewarding very sustaining and illuminating for you more and more each day. Who you are, triumph of nature's art, perfect, unique, and here making things be thank you. Now I know that for all of us we've been through a very challenging time over the last more than a year. It's so important that we're kind to ourselves and each other as we find ourselves again in lockdown level four and here in the south island of beautiful Aotearoa, New Zealand, we have been able to frolic about in relative freedom for some time. So abruptly finding ourselves restricted again, of course, has come as a bit of a shock. There have been no cases detected here as of yet, but we will 
wait and see what unfolds with this naughty new Delta variant rushing about everywhere. So I really hope for you, wherever you are, you're finding ways to make these changes and these shifts manageable and supportive for you. I know for me, a big change that's happened, as I'm sure has happened for all of us, is of course, when we are having to do things differently, our sense of self, our identity, the aspects of our lives that give us a sense of who we are and what we're here to do can also shift and change. My work at Orokunui has been affected by COVID and been a lot quieter and this has been harder for me having used to having groups every day coming to visit me. So I think for all of us we've experienced changes and now of course that we're back in lockdown level four, again my identity will have to shift to doing my educational paperwork and, and videos. So I hope that for you, you're finding ways to continue to do the work that you love and continue to contribute to our lucky world in ways that are meaningful for you, even if they are quite different. When we are dealing with matters of identity, of course, it goes deeper than any words. But we know that, of course, we are more than our our jobs. We are more than our pre-existing roles that we've been used to. We're more than what we can do, we're more than our qualifications, we're more than any of those constructs that have come from the human-made world. And in our most essential and core nature, we are free, we are eternal, we are connected to all life and we are co-evolving alongside that life. We are a fascinating species of animal that's here contributing. Each of us a unique consciousness and way of doing, being and feeling. And as much as we are conditioned to identify with aspects of our roles in the human-made world, they do not define us and they are not all that we are and they never will be. And of course, as a species, we've gone through so many different permutations of societal structure and we've found meaning in so many different places. And I think we will continue to. This lockdown and this global pandemic, of course, has caused a shift for so many people on a very deep level in terms of how they conceptualise their value systems and where they find meaning and purpose in their life, how they understand themselves, how they connect their loved ones, all these things. It's been such a huge learning for us all I know. So I really hope for you that today you're able to really enjoy Kim with yourself in this new environment, finding ways to really relish this opportunity to spend some time with yourself connecting with those aspects of your identity and of course there are so many that are the most supportive and encouraging for you and i'll look forward to talking to you again soon thanks so much you're listening to blowing bubbles we're talking with michaela vilauer michaela after the well during the last lockdown the big one we all got out on the doing an exercise around the neighborhood and, and walking around and, and, and biking around locally quite some discussion about what locally counts what counts as locally for on a bike but we kind of all reconnected with that that kind of exercise that kind of being in our place did you see uh you know did, did, did that result in, a, in an uptick of sales for bikes yeah, um, so what happened 
when we went to level two, it was like we had another Christmas as far as sales went. Yeah, it was like, yeah, everybody realised that, you know, they actually do love it. And the the comments we had from from all of our community was that it was so awesome to be out on the roads with no cars, being able to feel safe and secure with their kids on the road and... Yeah, so, but yeah, we sold a lot of saddles <laughs> after the lockdown. So many people were like, oh, I can't ride on that, 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 well, we got, it got called a chair or a seat or, a, yeah, but technically it's a saddle. And yeah, I sold out of all my comfortable ones in like about three days when we went to level three because we could do a, like a click and collect service. So, yeah, I got so many phone calls and, and messages going, I need a new saddle. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was the, mo- that was the most sought-after item. And has that, con- definitely- has that continued? Like, we're not allowed to leave the country, so everybody is out exploring New Zealand. Are, are they doing it by bike? Um, yeah, but what happened was that because we're in a global pandemic um there was a a lot of supply issues a lot of supply issues um you know like e-bikes if we can just about not source them um i get super excited when i hear that i've got three coming we had five arrive three weeks ago and all five sold in two days not even pre-sold um, I have a, I do have about 15 bikes in the shop at the moment, 15 e-bikes, but they haven't sold yet. But it's, um, yeah, it was the, the problem was was sourcing the sourcing the product. So you know, not like people will come in and go, oh, it's the Auckland Wharf. No, it's it's a global pandemic. <laughs> it's not just because there's issues at the wharf. There's issues with shipping. There's issues with containers. There's issues with manufacturing. There's yeah, because a bike is a is a product of many parts. You know, if if our supplier could build it but couldn't get a derailleur for four hundred days, they're not going to build that bike. So then we don't get those six hundred bikes we ordered because they they can't wait. They can't build a bike ninety nine percent and then leave it sitting there because it's missing one part for four hundred days. So yeah, so it, it so. Short answer is no. It, it, it has and it hasn't. When we can get the stock, yes. But when we, but then, yeah, when we can't, that's um, yeah. It can like Christmas was pretty dire for kids' bikes. We got our delivery for kids' bikes um, like two weeks before Christmas, and in the meantime, because I can't, I don't make promises unless I can be a hundred percent sure I'm going to get something. So if you said to me, I want this particular e-bike and I want it by in four weeks time and I don't have it on the water on my way to me I'm going to say to you you need to go and find it elsewhere because I can't help you so I can't I don't muck around I'm very black and white so you're never going to get like a promise out of me that says yeah 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 I'll get you that bike because if I don't know it's on its way if it's not on the water I do not say it's coming. So I have e-bikes coming, they're on the water. If I don't 
if they're not on the water, they're not coming. They might not come till next year. So, but next year's looking terrible too because I've done an order for $600,000 and they've cut that in a third. And all it's all the top end full suspension e-bikes they've, they've taken off me. So I've ordered 20 of something, four of each size, and they've sent me five. They're sending me one of each size. So that's looking a little scary for business next year, to be honest. But you just got to do the best you can, really. And there's no sourcing them from elsewhere because everyone's in the same boat. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. Let's take the second of your music choices. Let's have the Beatles. Let it be. Why this one? That's my song for my funeral. No shit. <laughs> That's the one I want played at my funeral. I love the Beatles. If I could, if I could have seen them in concert, it would have gone four or five times too. So yeah. In times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. And in my hour of darkness, she is standing right in front of me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. Shine until tomorrow, let it be. 
seen lots of changes in society over the last year and a half what do you think is going to stick and perhaps more importantly what do you hope will stick oh that's a hard one i just hope i i hope people are kind <laughs> yeah i guess that's i know that that word has been flung around so much but it people just need to be more tolerant and more kind and um, I, yeah, I struggle a little bit because I, my weather said I'm a part of a rescue and I don't do that much. I, I have a few cats every now and again and when I can fit it into my schedule really. And um, just, I just don't understand how our society doesn't look after our, our, our elderly, our very young and our animals. All those things that don't that need us to be the voice for them. So I just, I guess I live in hope that that everybody is takes a little bit of that kindness and tolerance and yeah and respect for everybody's being really. Why do you think the be kind message resonated so much? Um, Maybe it's because that's what I try to be. I don't know. Maybe it's because it's, I try and be tolerant and kind to people, even when they're not to me. There's lots of problems facing the world that we can't fix by staying at home and watching Netflix or setting up, you know, things like climate change, social injustice at the largest scale. What do you think we can take from the pandemic and the pandemic response that we might that might help in those things? Oh God! I yeah I I don't I mean I don't know I I saw those pictures last last time around where um they showed the pictures taken from space were. Of all these major cities that you could actually now see because of the all that pollution had settled down like it was like earth our planet needed to breathe and if we couldn't if we didn't take anything from that then I don't think we can be helped I don't know I, I, I don't know that um, yeah that's a that's a big question you could ask me what my I don't know what my superhero name is by the shirt, the colour of the shirt I'm wearing and what I ate last. That's what they say on Facebook. 
So we're writing a book of these conversations. It's called Tomorrow's Heroes. It's our team of people. It's our team of people doing good work. So you are in that team. What's your superpower? Um, what my superpower? Um, I don't know. I to help me. <laughs> Do you know what your superpower is? Your unwillingness to see people or things be disadvantaged. You always are there to prop up people who are falling down. And I admire that so much about you, whether it's an animal or a human or I think if there was a tree falling over, you'd go pick that up too. That's just this thing about you. Thank you. There you go. That's my superpower. Picking up broken things. And what colour is your cape then? My cape? Yeah, you said if I asked you that, you'd know. Green. Green cape, okay. I don't wear green, no. I don't know why I said green. I wear lots of black, but yeah. No, for some reason it's green. Green super cape. What's the biggest success you've had in the last couple of years? Being able to get through to the other side. Staying sane. Amongst all the madness. Do you consider yourself to be an activist? No. So what motivates you? What gets you out of bed in the morning? I was going to say something cheeky, but no. needs to be done stuff just needs to be done so we get up there's dogs that need to be laid out like it's the small stuff it's not the big stuff it's the small stuff it's you know I've, I wake up at 5 30 most mornings 5 30 6 o'clock and it's because my dogs need to be let out and we need to get stuff done at home before we get to work and we have you know stuff that needs to be done that's what most motivates me to get out of bed it's not the big stuff not the you know save the environment stuff because i'm i'm not about the big stuff i'm about the little stuff i guess so what's the biggest challenge or opportunity that you're looking forward to in the next year or two um the biggest challenge just trying to i think it's just trying to keep trying to just keep going and and oh i don't really know it's yeah it's the little yeah like i said it's it's the little it's like yeah, making sure that everyone, all my family, and I put everyone else ahead of me anyway. That's what happens. See, that's why I need a haircut, because everyone else is ahead of me. Yeah. So, yeah, I would like to ride my horse at some stage. Haven't ridden him since last lockdown. So, yeah, maybe that's my challenge, 
is to actually get my horse out of the paddock and ride it and not just look at him and go, oh, you're such a lovely paddock ornament and feed him. But yeah, that's my challenge. There you go. Mark, we're going to ask me in a year's time if I've ride my horse. <laughs> I'm going to ask that. you next week. <laughs> He's a bit skinny at the moment. And for that, you do Can't have a big him. saddle. I do have a, a big, comfortable saddle. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think I've got seven. <laughs> I think I might have seven saddles. I think. <laughs> that I don't use. There you are. You just need to convince people that that's what should go on a bicycle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'd ride more, to be honest. <laughs> I'd ride a lot more if I had a good comfy saddle. <laughs> that's right. I think that's the, that's the, that's everyone's call, I think. Big comfy saddle. And lastly, do you have any advice for our listeners? Be kind to yourself and be kind to those around you. I know everyone says be kind, but it really is, yeah. Put yourself in their shoes and, and um, have some tolerance, especially in this lockdown. Yeah. That's all. Thank you for that. Mawera. Michaela, it's a great honour to know you and um, to have benefited from your kindness uh, and to watch people in our community benefiting all the time. Um, you're definitely one of our local unsung heroes who doesn't make a big song and dance. Just get on and, and, and do it. So I just want to say thank you very, very much for all the goodness that you bring to our world. Thank you. Bicycle, bicycle, bicycle. I want to ride my White, say bar, I say bite, say shark, I say him and George was never my scene, and I don't like Star Wars. Say Rose, I say Royce, say God, give me a choice. Say Lord, I say Christ, I don't believe in Peter Pan, Frankenstein, or Superman.
You've been listening to Blowing Bubbles, positive conversations with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world. Brought to you by the Sustainable Lens Team, which is brought to you by Otago Polytechnic. We broadcast on Otago Access Radio every weekday afternoon at 3 and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz. You can find us on Facebook and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We had a contribution today from Tahu McKenzie. This is Green's Bicycle Race. I'm Sandra Manninsoy's Bay Green, and I've been joined by Maria Karatai and Fakatani and in Wainui Fakatani. We've been joined by Michaela Viloa. That was Blowing Bubbles. We hope you enjoyed the show. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.